but, but that's not how it's supposed to be, is it? That's not how it's supposed to it's not what it's supposed to be about, the, the parties and the, and the food and the shopping and the travel and, and the chaos. It was, it was mid-October this year when I, when I saw my first Christmas tree at a retail store. It was, it was two weeks before, before Thanksgiving that I, started, that I started hearing Christmas music, not only, not only at a retail store, but it was two weeks before Thanksgiving that a local radio sta- station started playing Christmas music 24 hours a day. It, it, it seems like this season has gotten more and more full of, more and more full of chaos. And, 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 and hear me now, hear me now, I, I, I'm, I'm not getting on to, to the retail stores at all, not at all. I mean, we, certainly we have, we have Black Friday and we have, um, we have Small Business Saturday and we have Cyber Monday and we have Giving Tuesday, but I don't blame them at all. You know why? Because we are the ones that are, that are lining up outside of the stores at 3 a.m. Uh, the Friday after Thanksgiving. We are the ones that, that can hardly wait to get online to see what, uh, how, much, how much Amazon has, uh, has, has reduced that 80-inch that, that TV screen that we so desperately, desperately need. I, I, I don't fault them. I don't fault them at all. But indeed, this, this season has become a, a season full of, of stress and, and anxiety. In 1967, there was a study produced, and uh, the, the, the researchers studied the, the most anxiety and stress-inducing uh, um, activities or experiences in our lives, and there were uh, there there were a number of them. In fact, they came up have no idea how they came up with a list of of forty three, but they have the list of the forty three most stressful events in our lives, and there are some of them. The top ten would be the uh, the things that that you might that you probably would be able to guess. Number one, number one on the list of the of the most stress inducing. Uh, experience of our lives is the is the death of a spouse. In fact, so so as as we look through this top ten list, the death of a spouse, a, a divorce, a marital separation, imprisonment, death of a close family member, personal injury or illness, marriage, uh, dismissal from work, marital reconciliation, retirement. That's the top ten list, and and there's a score that goes with with each one of them. Uh, and this list, by the way, is still used today. Again, it was developed in 1967. Uh, and, 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 and there's a, there's a score that goes along with, with each one of them, all the way down to the 43rd most stress-inducing um, event in our lives. And almost all of them are kind of one-time events. Typically, a lot of times they're even one time in our lives. Sometimes it may be something that happens maybe more than once in our lives, but there is one thing on this list of of the 43 most stress-inducing events in our lives. There's one of those things that comes around every single year. Christmas made the list. At number 42, I understand it was number 42 on the list, but Christmas in, in 1967, now again, in 1967, <laughs> we didn't have 
we didn't have Black Friday and we didn't have a small business Saturday or, or Cyber Monday or Giving Tuesday. We didn't, we didn't have all of those kinds of things. Indeed, we had family gatherings and we had uh, the, 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 the big meals and we had uh, a few gifts that were given. I wonder, I wonder if that same survey was given today where Christmas would list. I, w- I suspect that today it probably wouldn't be number 42. I'm, I'm guessing if I were guessing, I would say the whole, the, whole, the whole ball of wax surrounding Christmas would probably rank somewhere in the mid-20s or something in this list of, of the 43 most stress-inducing activities in our, in our lives. But instead of it being a stress-inducing event there at that first Christmas, there was, there was something that was the exact opposite in that, very, in that very first Christmas. It was a holy and sacred moment. It was a holy and, and sacred moment. This, this passage out of, out of the Gospel of John, I, I know many of you have heard it all of your lives, and, and it may be, I mean, I love, I love Luke's description of what went on during, during the birth of Jesus, but this, this grand theological treatise here that we have in, in John's first chapter, it, it probably is, is my favorite. Hear these words again. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things, all things were, were made through Him. Without Him, nothing has been made that was made. In Him was life. And the life was the light of men, and that light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen His glory, glory as the only Son of the Father, full of grace and truth. There is a mystery and a holiness in what's called the the incarnation. As as Christians, we believe that this God of the the universe, this supreme God, this God of gods, this Lord of lords, this King of kings, lowered himself and became a human being. Born not, not in a palace somewhere, Born, born not to, to wealthy parents somewhere in the very center of civilization. No, indeed, this God of God, this King of kings, came in the flesh, and he was born to, to, an, to an unwed teenage girl in a far remote corner of the world, and they were extremely impoverished. His first bed his first bed was not a four-poster bed that was, that was gilded in gold. No, in, instead, his first bed was a, was a feed trough. It was a holy and sacred night, a holy and sacred moment among, among humanity. And, and, and again, it sounds crazy to believe something, something it soundingly sounding ridiculous that God, the God of gods and the King of kings would become a human being, but that is at the very core of our faith. It's the very core of our faith. It's the foundation of our faith. But this distraction, but this, this chaos of this season seems like it simply distracts us. 
I mean, I can't imagine that, that Mary and Joseph, I, I, I can't imagine that the, that the first shepherds, I can't imagine even that, that, the, that the wise men that came months later, I can't imagine they would have ever had in their mind that Christmas would, or the celebration of the birth of Jesus would turn into what it is today. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, Nina. Blue Christmas? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of there with you. I don't know if you all, anyone saw Nina's post about, about the song Blue Christmas. I mean, it, it's, it's almost as if we have made the, uh, the, the birth, the, the, the incarnation, the coming of God come in the flesh. We've, we've almost caricaturized it so much. I'm, I think I made up that word. Uh, we, 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 we've, it's become such a caricature of what it really was intended. It's become so chaotic. And the chaos distracts us. I mean, many of us start back in June buying Christmas gifts. How many of you all have, uh, by the way, I'm not berating you at all. How many, I'm, I'm applauding you for getting your Christmas stuff done early. How many of you have your Christmas gifts already, already bought? Ah, amazing. How many of you have bought no Christmas gifts? Okay, well, wow. Most of us. Most of us. And by the way, this year it's a little bit, it's, it's a little bit crazier. Because this year was the last day that, that Thanksgiving could be. It was the latest that, that Thanksgiving could be. And so we, we normally have an, another uh, four, five, six days before, uh, a, a little bit longer between, between Thanksgiving and Christmas, but not, but not this year. Uh, it's, it's coming upon us very, very quickly. And so we have, we have the gift giving and we, we, have the, we have the gift buying and the gift giving. We have the, we have the parties and we have the, the meals and we have the activities and we have the decorations and we, ha- we, have the whole, we have the whole ball of wax. And it absolutely seems like, we, it, seems like it, 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 it completely and absolutely distracts us from, from, the, real, from, the, real, uh, from the real reason for, for this amazing celebration. So what should we do? What should we do? Should we, should we try to, to, to remove ourselves from all of the celebration? I've met a number of Christians like that. They, they, they simply want to remove themselves from, from all of the, of the celebration of Christmas. In fact, in fact, in, in many churches, not, not first church, by the way, and I'm, I'm excited about that, but this is my favorite time of the year. Uh, but in many churches, they, re- they, they do not put up a Christmas tree until Christmas Day. It is Advent, thank you very much. And they do not sing Christmas carols. They do not sing Christmas songs until Christmas Day and the weeks following Christmas Day. They sing Advent songs and they refuse to celebrate anything that comes along with Christmas. In fact, there are many churches that will not have, they refuse to have a Christmas tree in, in their church. There are a number of churches that have nothing to do with any, uh, any mention of Santa Claus. There's so many churches that seem like they, they just simply try to remove themselves from any kind of celebration of Christmas. But friends, I believe that that's an absolute mistake. I believe it's a mistake. I mean, it, you, you can't go into a store anymore. In the coming weeks, you will not be able to go into a store without hearing over the loudspeakers the story of God coming in the flesh. It's an amazing time. It's an amazing time. Brennan Manning, the author of Ragamuffin uh, Gospel, um, he was a, 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 an astounding writer of the uh, really the first 
the first three quarters of of the um, of the twentieth century. Brendan Brendan Manning had a had a new international version translation, or he, he had some um, study notes of the of a of new international uh, version of the Bible, and in the study notes for uh, for the birth narratives, Jesus' birth narratives, he wrote he wrote this. Once a year, Christmas strikes both the sacred and the secular spheres of life with sledgehammer force. Suddenly, Jesus is everywhere, and for approximately one month, his presence is inescapable. You may accept him or reject him, affirm him or deny him, but you cannot ignore him. Of course, of course he is proclaimed in speech, song, and symbols, and in all the Christian churches. But he rides every red-nosed reindeer. He lurks behind every new doll. He resonates in the most basic Christian greeting. Remotely or approximately, he is toasted in every cup of Christmas cheer. Each sprig of holly is a hint of his holiness. Each cluster of mistletoe is a sign that he is How do we handle this chaos of this season? I'll tell you, sisters and brothers, I think we must embrace this chaos of this season, meaning meaning this, that that in every party, in every piece of decoration that we see and that we put up around our house and every light that we hang on the eaves of our house and every, every, uh, every gift that we buy and every gift that we give and every family member that we see, it is a reminder that God has come in the flesh bringing peace into the world. We must embrace this celebration of this season. No, we, we mustn't turn our back on the celebration of Christmas. It's okay. It's okay that there is chaos in this season. Because in, rec- in, 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 in embracing that chaos, I believe that we are recognizing the lordship of Jesus Christ, even in the chaos of this season. So again, with, 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 every, with every light that's hung on that Christmas tree, with every star that goes on the top of that tree, with every, with every cookie that you bake during this season, with every gift that you buy, with every family member that you see, with every, with every white elephant gift that you buy this year, remember that it is it, it, it's, well, it's a recognition of the lordship of Jesus Christ. It's what this whole thing is about. It's what this whole thing is about. So indeed, over the next coming weeks, I know that you're going to be stressed just like I'm going to be stressed. And you're going to be frantically either cleaning your house for, uh, for, for, for company to come in, or you're going to be dirtying up your house because you're going to someone else's house and, you're, and, 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 you're, and your sinks are cluttered with, with dirty dishes. It's going to be okay, though. It's all right. The chaos of this season points to the lordship of Jesus Christ, that God has come to us in the flesh. Would you bow with me? Oh, Lord, there is a chaos in this season, indeed. And sometimes it is so 
so dramatically overwhelming and so stress-inducing inducing that all we want to do is just simply escape from this season. But God, we don't believe that you want us to escape. Instead, we believe that you want us to celebrate wholeheartedly. You want us to be able to proclaim from the rooftops that you have come to us in Jesus Christ. There is no better time in all of the year to proclaim your love for us in Jesus Christ than this season right now. More people are more open to hearing the good news, the gospel that you have come to us. More people are more open to hearing that good news now than any other time of the year. So as a church, today we join together in celebrating this season. Today, as individuals, we recommit ourselves that whatever, come what may, come what may in our lives, oh God, we are going to celebrate you coming to us in Jesus Christ. With every light bulb that's hung on a tree, with every gift that is bought, with every cookie that is made, with every party that is attended, with every family member that we see, help us joyfully proclaim the good news that you have come to us in Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.